Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Today we'll be talking about how your emotional regulation and the way you handle emotions and feelings is affected by your upbringing and the family of origin, how you were raised and how you grew up. And I'll be sharing with you a little bit about my family and just things that in your family of origin that they affect you. And it's a, it's a very deep topic and in order to kind of uncover more, that is something you would do like internal work with a therapist or a coach, but it is really, really important to be aware of this because the way you are today, the way you do life, the habits you have, the way you think, the way you behave, a lot of it a lot of it is affected by your family of origin and behavior. Yes, when you become a believer, you become saved. A lot of things do change. But a lot of your habits and beliefs and stuff, you have, to, unless you're aware of it and you're intentional in changing it, you will keep repeating them over and over again. Okay, so today I'll share with you a little bit about my background and how um, my upbringing has affected me. And maybe it's going to bring up some light bulb moments for you. And we'll talk a little bit about anger and rage and handling emotions and how our upbringing affects that. Okay, so I am right now at the time of recording, I am 33 years old. I grew up in a Christian, Slavic, Russian background, okay? So I Christian faith is a huge part of who I am. Like that is the foundation really in my family. I, my dad's uncle, he was the KGB's most wanted in Ukraine and the Soviet Union. He has sat in jail for nine years total of his life for talking about Jesus and for sharing his faith during the communism times like my family my for generations they've been Christians and believers and that is a humongous part of who I am I've heard these stories about persecution and my parents being made fun of and their grades being lowered in school and being bullied just because they were Christians and like they were taught by their parents, you need to stand up for your faith because you're a Christian, you will be persecuted, you will be made fun of, but your job is to stand up for your faith and be a believer in Christ. And my mom was saying like, 
it's it's to a point where people were not allowed to go and get a college degree and finish a college degree because they were Christians. They just they could go through the classes, but they wouldn't get the diploma unless they would deny their faith. Like that is kind of like where my parents grew up and my grandparents and um, like the Russian Soviet Union background. Um, my parents moved our family to United States from Latvia um, in 98. I was nine years old when we moved to America. And so just that was another, you know, big thing from a big change in my life. I don't know if I've ever shared that on this podcast, but yeah, now you know. And I was born in Latvia. Um, it used to be part of the Soviet Union. Now it's its own separate country. And one of the things that, um, like my parents in the Slavic Christian background, like spanking was normal. It's a thing. That's the way you discipline your kids. They literally did not know another way. There was no other way that was modeled or taught to them. And the belief behind that. So here's the thing. These beliefs affect you because this is what my parents believed. And this is what I believed until I started to recognize my beliefs and see if it's even true. The belief was that your kid's behavior is a reflection of you as a parent. And the more you control your children and their behavior, the better parent you are. That was the belief. And that's what my parents believed. And so they, and they were taught spanking that it's something that you do to control your child. And I mean, there's a whole nother, there's an episode I had with Wendy Snyder. Um, if you scroll back, uh, maybe in the sixties, I believe, but, uh, it was about gentle parenting for Christian parents. And we talked about spanking on there cause I don't spank my kids, but, um, we talked about that because it's a belief that people have. And what is the people just interpret the Bible in a specific way that they should be spanking their kids. And if you are spanking your kids, I'm not here to like convict you. The only thing that I want to tell you is that, um, do not spank in anger. And we'll talk on that on another episode, um, because that I think is really, really important. Um, but that's the biggest thing I want you to take away from that and the whole spanking thing. Um, it's a whole nother topic. I don't want to get into that right now. Anyways, because I'm not a parenting expert. <laughs> what I wanted to tell you is that your beliefs of your upbringing really, really play a role in who you are today. Like, for example, because I was spanked, because that's the way I was raised, it became an automatic reaction for me when my kids were not listening and I felt out of control because the mindset behind it was you need to control your child and the more in control of your child you are, the better of a parent you are. So that was my belief because that was my parents' belief. And so then when I had kids, my belief was that I need to spank them and control them. And so when my kids would disobey and not listen, my automatic reaction, like automatic is not even thinking, like you're thinking brain to shut off, you just do it, was to spank them when they're not listening, to get control back. Okay. By the way, Bible tells us to have self-control, not other control, just as a side note. Um, so that is something that does affect you. Like if you were raised that way, you do that. 
because that's the way you were raised. That's what you were modeled. Those are the beliefs that are ingrained in you. Okay. So another thing is that like was a good positive thing that came from my family of origin. I mean, there's a lot of great positive things. Speaking is just like one of the few negative things that I believe, but, but my, I don't blame them because they didn't know any different. One of the, there's a few positive things. It's like my mom has always made an effort to have an emotional connection with me and my siblings and to be intentional and connect with us. She would come into our room in the evenings and she would check in with us with our day. She wanted to know what was going on between us and our friends. If there was drama for me with my girlfriends and conflict, she wanted to be part of that to support me. Like I knew she was that safe person that will listen to me and that I could cry on her shoulder and knew that I could talk to her and it would stay there. It wouldn't go out. Like she was that safe person for me. I actually have a really, really, really good and close relationship with my mom and it started from my childhood and I think that played a role in who I am right now because the way I talk to my kids and the way I connect with my kids, right? It's like because of what my mom modeled to me, okay? Um, we would talk about my struggles and like, and I think that contributed to me being naturally kind of an open book in general, like to my mom and um, to my husband, like I don't hide things from them. I'm open and I'm authentic and real when it comes to that. And so another thing that my parents have modeled for me and my siblings, and I've said this to them many times, and I have said, mom and dad, thank you so much for modeling authenticity. You have no idea the massive impact it has made on me and my siblings. What I mean by that, what do I mean by authenticity? The way my parents are at home and the way they are in public, it's the same exact person. There's no hypocrisy. There's no double. There's no one person at home and a completely different person in public. I have a girlfriend that she was sharing with me, like her dad was a pastor and he was the sweet, kind man at church that people would come to to get guidance and counseling. He would be a preacher and like people loved him. And at home, he was an angry person where all his kids had to hide from him because of anger and rage that he would lash out on his family. Like that's what I mean. One way at home and completely different behind closed doors. Like, you know, all this this amazing, beautiful, loving family in church. He's so kind to his wife and treating her like a piece of garbage at home, saying nasty things to her, saying hurtful and damaging things to her, spanking kids out of anger, throwing things, yelling, getting drunk. Like, that's what I mean. Like, there was none of that in my family of origin. And my parents, the way they were in church were the same people they were at home. And yes, there's some little frustrations here and there. My dad would be like, where'd you put the keys? Why are you always replacing my stuff? Honestly, <laughs> tell you what, this is the most I've seen my parents argue and fight because they didn't really have conflict in front of us kids. Was when my mom, my dad, like he, he probably could be a hoarder. But he just leaves things in random places. Like he's sitting at the table, he'll leave his glasses there, he'll leave his keys there, whatever. But my mom places them in wherever they're supposed to be or somewhere else. She places it, let's say she's cleaning the table and she'll re 
place the glasses somewhere else. But then she won't remember where she put them. <laughs> and they will have arguments about this all the time. Because my dad's like, I knew where it was. I left it here on the table and now it's not here. And now he's all frustrated and just like walking around being grumpy. And he's like, why are you always touching my stuff? And like, that's the kind of stuff I remember my dad and mom argue about. And then my dad would walk around the house sometimes and sit down with like dirty gardening pants or whatever and shorts and um, get the couch dirty or he would walk in and um, like with his dirty shoes and get the floors dirty. And like those are the kind of things I remember my mom being kind of frustrated about. But like there was never yelling and screaming in my house. Thankfully, thank you, God, that that was not something that was like a primary thing in my family. And I'm sure that is something that influenced me as well. Um, and like the way my parents were raising me. And um, here's the thing. It's so important to model authenticity to your kids and not be hypocrites and be the same person at home as you are in public so valuable and important and i am confident that there is some of you who are listening who did not experience that and that really messed with you it really really messed with you and how you're showing up in your family okay so here's the thing the way conflict is handled in your family of origin and emotional distress affects the way you handle it now, okay? If in your family of origin there was yelling, screaming, shutting down, or you guys talked about it, like that is how you handle it nowadays. So with my mom, we always talked about things. My dad can't handle conflict, even to this day. He does not do well with conflict. He's So there's a fight, flight, or freeze. You either are in fight mode when you're in conflict, you're either in freeze mode or you're in the flee mode. And you're like, you know what? I'm so done with this. I'm not even talking about this. Like, do whatever you want. This is my dad. He's like, I don't even care. You guys do whatever you want. I don't know. Like, he just cannot handle conflict. He's very uncomfortable with conflict. Comes again from his family of origin. Some people yell. They will scream and yell to get control. And some people shut down. They get emotionally flooded. They either shut down because they are just so uncomfortable with it or they shut down to control and manipulate. And so this, now like think about your childhood, the way your parents handled conflict and dealt with their emotions. Is this how you handle it? Are you doing it the way your mom did or the way your dad did? You are repeating these cycles unless you recognize what you're doing is hurtful and damaging. You're gonna continue to do the same thing. And unless you learn new and positive ways of handling it, again, you're gonna continue that cycle and pass it on to your children. It is so important to recognize that your family of origin has massive impact on the way you are showing up today. Here, when we are experiencing anger and rage. Um, it um, shuts off our thinking part of the brain, the 
part of our brain that helps us make logical, problem-solving, positive choices. And there's a few ways we deal with discomfort and hard emotions and anger and maybe rage and frustration. Some of us turn it out on others. We yell, we raise our voice, we scream, we get it out. It comes out. That is my tendency. Um, so my dad would shut down. He would raise his voice a little bit, but then he mostly would just shut down and leave. My mom would just kind of like also suppress it. Uh, my dad's side of the family, so not specifically my dad, but the rest of his siblings, everybody's loud and it comes out. out. And I wonder if I got it from there because for me, when I'm in conflict, I want to raise my voice. I want to be heard and seen. Like I feel comfortable enough to raise my voice. The environment feels safe enough for me to want to raise my voice to be seen and heard and understood. So like my natural tendency is out, turn it out on others and project it out. There's the other one is turning it in. And when you turn it in, that is when you just kind of shut down and you it turns into negative self-talk. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. Why did I do this? I'm such an idiot. I'm the worst mom in the world. My kids hate me. I'm not meant to do this. Like you turn it in on yourself and that affects you poorly mentally because that's when you um, start experiencing anxiety and depression because you turn it all in. You don't get it out. It You don't you don't process that emotion. You just turn it in onto yourself. Okay. And then there's another one where you suppress it. Um, some of us suppress those emotions. And this is when we try to numb them with drinking, with sometimes drugs, even some people do drugs, some like mm, just escaping reality, being on our phones, um, just like, um, you know, shopping and watching lots of TV, just doing anything that would escape that uncomfortable feeling. So not dealing with it, but just trying to escape it and suppress it to not feel the uncomfortable feeling. So it all, unless you were modeled healthy way of processing, you're going to do it unhealthy way. So my natural tendency is to turn it out and to raise my voice to be seen and heard. But because of everything I've learned and in the inner work that I've done, it still comes out, but I have learned healthy ways to deal with it. Okay. So it comes out, but I first need to process it out. I will journal. I will go on a walk and talk to God or talk to myself. Um, I will talk to my husband and I'll be like, I just need to vent and just get it out. And he will listen to me. I will talk to my mom. I will just get it out. And that helps me to release that emotion and process it. But it is so crucial for you to understand, like, where is it coming from? The way you handle your emotions today, it's coming from your family of origin. It's coming from that. So my question for you today is, how do you deal with emotions? Email me. Let me know. I'd love to connect with you and hear from you. My email is hello at emotionallyhealthylegacy.com. Send me an email. Tell me. How do you deal with your emotions? Is it a healthy way 
or an unhealthy way? Do you turn it in on yourself with negative self-talk? Do you turn it out on others and take it out on others? Or do you suppress it and numb it with unhealthy coping skills? Or have you learned a healthy way to cope with emotions because you've been listening to my podcast? But (laughs) anyways, tell me, I'd love to connect with you and we can kind of chat a little bit more about like what are some healthier ways to deal with it? Because as I'm going to be talking about this here, it is, we'll be learning about our anger and rage and what we are modeled and um, how it affects us and the damage that it can create on our family if we don't learn how to control it and how by partnering by partnering with God and with God's help we can overcome the rage and anger and learn healthy coping skills. Anyways my friend I am so glad that you were here. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and I'll see you next time. I'm praying for you. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.